the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to your courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you hit the subscribe button? Maybe support us on PayPal or Patreon. Uh, above all, remember us in your prayers. Maybe send in a constructive comment. I'm going to just glance on a subject in this video. But it's a subject, more to the point, it's a life. More to the point, it's a man who needs a lot more attention than we're giving him. Huh? Frank Duff. Retiring civil servant. Born 1889. Wasn't born into poverty, quite the opposite. He was born into a prosperous family. They lived, I think, in Drumcondra. He attended Blackrock College. He entered the civil service, which was then, remember, the civil service of Great Britain and Ireland. He entered it uh, at the age of 18. Round or about the time at which one James Joyce would have been attending UCD, University College Dublin. I think maybe Joyce graduated just slightly before that. He was a good civil servant. He was tremendously able. When the War of Independence happened and the Irish Free State was founded, you know, roughly four-fifth of the island of Ireland uh, entered what might be called Dominion status. It was largely independent but still retained the king uh, as the head, the head of the government, the head of state. The civil service simply, pretty much as far as I, I, I know, switched and continued to work for the Irish Free State, which means, of course, that we inherited a first-class civil service. Duff actually was briefly private secretary to Michael Collins, General Michael Collins, the uh, commander-in-chief of the new Irish army, and uh, a member of the government. Collins, of course, was assassinated not long afterwards during the Irish Civil War in 1922. Uh, but Duff continued his career in the civil service and did well in the civil service. Now, during this time, before independence, before Collins, before any of this, during this time, Duff had come to a deeper and deeper understanding of the faith he had always had. He had joined, and this was crucial, he had joined the Society of St Vincent de Paul and he had seen at first hand the tremendous poverty occurring in what were then regarded as some of the worst slum areas in Europe, uh, in the Liberties and around Christchurch. He had seen the rat-infested tenements, the big families living in one room with practically negligible toilet facilities, the whole thing. He was acquainted with all of that. And he was acquainted with the tremendous evils that such poverty produced. Because we're often in danger of romanticising poverty. But Aquinas, I think, made it quite clear that, for instance, a minimum of well-being was necessary for the good life. And that he would have been following Aristotle. You have to have what the English used to call ecker, huh? Shackles. You you have to have enough to get by. And people were in desperate straits. 
stuff would have seen it all. The tremendous uh, upheavals that attended the founding of the Irish trade union movement, the lockout in 1913, the whole thing. And Duff was deeply aware of the of the conditions of the Irish working man, more to the point of the Irish working man who had no work and of his, his children. He was shocked by it. And he was shocked by the spiritual the spiritual effects. In 1921, this quiet, unassuming, good-humoured, he had an excellent sense of humour, by the way, good-humoured man founded what was to become a major organisation in the church. It was to become that within a few decades. He founded the Legion of Mary and he based it, obviously, on the structure of the Roman army. A legion was a, a Roman regiment. Might have included, I can't remember exactly, something like about 6,000 6, men. And, and a legion was something a, a Roman soldier, as with British regiments, a Roman soldier stably belonged to that legion and so the legion would build up a tremendous sense of camaraderie, of esprit de corps and all the rest of it. Roman soldiers were famously disciplined, famously dutiful, tremendous ethos of duty. So Duff decided to take the pagan institution of the Roman army because the Roman Empire had been so crucial in the early formation of the Catholic Church and to use it as a structure, a bit like, uh, let's say, I think Skoda cars are or used to be built on a Volkswagen chassis, right? So Duff took this chassis from history and he built a new vehicle on it, one that was suitable for the 1920s, which was the modern day at that time. And what would the Legion of Mary do? Here's the genius. Now, this is something I would ask the young Catholics nowadays to pay close attention to. Duff took a disciplined, focused approach. He said, we can't do everything. And the church in its genius produces many different charisms. The Vincent de Paul are already an outstanding organisation fit for purpose, which are there in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to furnish, to afford material relief to people who need it. That's what they do and they're brilliant at it. Why would we reinvent the wheel? We will tackle the spiritual effects of poverty. And indeed we'll tackle spiritual poverty everywhere we find it. We will oppose evil, we will spread the faith. And so the legion was founded on the structure of the Roman legion. It had its presidium, its concilium, its atches, its patrician meetings and all the rest. We'll go into that at another time. I, I, I just want to give you the flavour in this video of what the, what the man did. Because you have to remember that the, the typical education in those days was a classical education. And Greek and Latin were fundamental right up to the 1950s in education. And a man or a woman, they were not educated people unless they had a, a training in the classics. Duff had studied Latin and Greek in school and he was imbued with this, as was every schoolboy in the British Isles at the time. The organisation spread rapidly. Uh, it, in, in Alfie Lam and Edel Quinn, 
envoys in Africa and South America, it may have produced almost certainly two future saints. And by that I mean, I think it's very likely that these people are saints, that they're in heaven. But we don't know that and the church hasn't pronounced on it yet. You see where I'm going? Um, but they're candidates for canonization. Duff himself is a candidate for canonization. A remarkable man with a remarkable spirituality. Pope Paul VI said to him, what I love about your work, when, when he received him in an audience in the 60s, what I love about your work, Mr. Duff, is that you have given the, the little man his chance in the church to do great work. And he, he was hugely taken with that. The, the, let, let me just give you a flavour. In Legion meetings, legionaries address each other as brother and sister. Now, I don't know if he whipped that from the trade unions, but it's genius. And Duff's point was, here was the problem. He said, you could have an employer and an employee in the same presidium, meeting every week. Now, if you have the employee calling the employer by his first name, well, the, I'm talking about the, the mores of the time, okay? You could have an erosion of discipline in that business and the legion would have been a force for dissent. Whereas on the other hand, if the poor employee has to address him as sir, you're perpetuating the class system that exists within the, the factory or the company right into the legion in which there is no class system. You have officers who perform functions, but that's it. So he said, we'll just call each other brother and sister and that'll be the end of it. Brother Smith, and I'm not messing, the legion spread all over the place. It spread like wildfire. It spread the way a Catholic organisation should spread. It spread like a virus. That's the way the faith spreads. It's caught, not taught. The Legion Frontier Organisation, contemporary with the foundation of the Irish state. I feel it languished later in the 60s, 70s and so on. It languished because in many ways Ireland was no longer a frontier society, but it continued to thrive in the developing world. Here's the wonderful thing. The Legion is coming back, but I think this still proves my point. Why? Because Ireland is once again, in spiritual terms, a frontier country. Now, this is the organisation, and it's starting to, it's starting to, to, to stir out and take a turn around the town again. This is the organisation which cleared up the most notorious red light district in the British Isles, the infamous Monto area of Dublin. Dublin was a poor town and a rough town, and it had a tremendous problem with prostitution. Duff was ahead of his time, founding the Morning Star hostels to cater for women to try to get them off the streets, to find them jobs, to get them away from the pimps and all the rest of it. Can you imagine how dangerous that work was? He even founded an organisation which attempted an outreach to, to homosexual men. The guy was a way ahead of his time. He was acutely aware of the evils going on behind, behind the facade of a perfect Catholic culture or Catholic society. Uh, and he had no illusions about it. He had a deep suspicion originating from the 40s and 50s. There were so many priests that daily mass started to be offered in more and more parishes and he noted that there was very little uptake. And he said, the faith here is far more superficial than people think. 
So anyone who thinks that Frank Duff is best kept with the mothballs and belongs in a museum is crazy. This charism is exciting, it's cutting edge, it's timeless. And that's the sure test of the Catholicity of a charism, that it has a quality of timelessness to it. It operates on the frontiers of spiritual experience. And so I finish with a salute to the Legion of Mary as a former Legion of Mary boy. Yeah? Salve. And I encourage people to look into this amazing organisation and I encourage people to ask for the intercession of Frank Duff and all their needs. Don't hesitate to avail of this remarkable man. Remember what Teresa of Lisieux said, you know, paraphrasing, I'm really only going to get to work when I get to heaven. That's when I'm really going to get to work. And I think you'll find it's the same with Frank Duff. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>